0: Welcome to an astounding, super awesome episode of ARG presents. I'm your good pal, your good buddy, your good chum, amigo Aaron, joined by the man that many consider a cheap Taiwanese ripoff of me, the print. Oh. No, no, what? <laughs> you don't think you're a ripoff of me, Aaron?
1: Please, <laughs> you are a you are a fine, upstanding citizen yeah. with with very little brain power. I'm the dead what? opposite.
0: Take off. I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Last week, we spun the wheel. We made the deal, Brent. This is a weird deal this week, I think. We'll be playing a little game we call Versus this week. What's the game, you might ask? Well, bam! It's the PGM Poly Game Master versus the Neo Geo, the mighty Neo Geo. Brent, I'm going to say, before this came up on the wheel, I had never heard of the PGM Poly Game Master. Had you? I had played some of their games, right. not knowing uh,
1: there was a whole system involved. Um, I, especially their Knights of Valor series, uh, I've played many, many times. So I knew they, I knew PGM existed. I just did not know that they were a arcade game loading system.
0: Right on. I'm the, I, I'm the same exact way. So what we're going to do this week, as is the way we do these things, is that we've both picked a side. And we're going to argue and fight for supremacy to see which one of these uh, titans of the arcade uh, was the ultimate in arcade enjoyment. Uh, Before we get to that, though, I want to take us back, take yourself, take yourself back to uh, around 1990, okay? In America, in particular, uh, there had been uh, the beginnings of an arcade renaissance, uh, the Brent. Uh, and I'd say uh, we can both agree uh, that the arcade renaissance was led by what a little game called Street Fighter 2 from Absolutely. Capcom. Yeah. Uh, this game brought people back in droves. I remember going to the beach that year and, and there was an arcade there and, and there were 4 million people surrounding this game. And I'd only barely heard of it. And man, once I saw it and played it, I could see what the fuss was about. This was an outstanding game, a fighting game, that we'd never seen a game like this before, had we? No, it, it was incredibly revolutionary at the time. And
1: the emphasis on two-player... I mean, sure, that many, 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 many arcade games had 2 players simultaneous before this. But having those quick matches... I mean, you were in, three minutes later, you were out and at the back of the line. Uh, that... I think really helped. I mean, the game was incredible. The graphics were incredible. The, the, the sound was incredible. It was all incredible, but that revolving door of fresh players at the machine and being able to, to stay up there longer. If you were uh, winning
0: that, that also really helped the vibe. Yeah, I agree. The nineties, the early nineties were all about fighting games uh, sports games and racing games. That's what that's what brought people back to the arcades. Street Fighter Two absolutely led the way. That beautiful hand-drawn art—you'd never seen characters move like that in a game that looked that good. That and and the fighting genre at before Street Fighter Two. Really, you're talking things like uh, Karate Champ, uh, stuff like that. Which don't get me wrong—I love Karate Champ, but I mean you're talking a whole different kettle of fish. When Street Fighter uh, comes to town, and then shortly thereafter, you've got your Mortal Kombat, uh, which is another game that brought a lot of people to the arcades. That's another game. You know, you've got a hit when you walk into the arcade and there are hordes of people around the machine. And it didn't happen that much uh, in the in the later eighties. You weren't seeing it that much. I remember you saw it. You saw it when Dragon Slayer came out in the early eighties. Yeah, you know, but you didn't see that kind of attention to a game until later on. Uh, and then also, you also had uh, the uh, uh, the like the NBA Jam series that came out in the early nineties, and we're not even counting on the things Sega were up to in those days with their you know their early three D racing titles and whatnot. So you had a lot of people coming around, and the arcades started to get hot again. And I can tell you, and I think Brett will agree with me, the the mid eight the late eighties in particular, the arcades really were drying up pretty rapidly, weren't they?
1: Yeah. Well, they they were. Even back then, they were beginning to transform into more of what you have today—the uh, ticket games, the claw games. Obviously, not nearly to the extent that they are now. But the the writing was on the wall. I remember the first time I walked into an arcade and saw a claw machine, and I was incredibly
0: confused. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. It is. You you bring up a valid point. This was also the era where the arcades started to surrender floor space to the Redemption games. Uh, and uh, it kept surrendering that floor space until ultimately there was no floor space left for arcade games. Uh, you, if you go into like a, a, a most big arcades now, unless they're retro arcades, uh, they're, they're probably 70 to 80% ticket games, wouldn't you say? Well redemption or prize, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And so the arcade games were sort of... Heck, I just went to an arcade not not three weeks ago. We have a local huge arcade in our local mall, and it's almost all ticket games. And the arcade games receive zero attention. The techs don't even fool with them anymore. So they're sort of there. They may or may not work. It's a real bummer. And also, by the way, the late 80s, you could forget finding a pinball machine in the arcade because those suckers were gone. And that renaissance also took place in the early nineties where you got a lot of the big time for the pinball machine, like the Adams family, for example, exactly. came back around and, and that became something you could go to the arcade and play. So the arcade had heated back up and it was absolutely time, uh, a perfect time for some new players to come in, including PGM and Neo Geo. Now, both these systems, Brent are effectively, machines that hook into a jaMA harness which was a a uh, certified arcade standard for uh, uh, hooking up various boards to a machine the jaMA standard uh, if you if you adhere to the jaMA standard then your boards would work in any of the many jaMA cabinets that were out there uh, this wasn't the first attempt to do get, to do uh, uh these cartridge based Interfaces or something, you know, using uh, some sort of standard interface to record change different games out. I mean, this system, this sort of thing had been done all the way back to, uh, to games like Burger Time. There were early games in the arcade that actually had a system where you could take the games out and put new ones in uh, with swaps. So this wasn't anything new, was it, Brent?
1: No, and it made sense for companies to try to do this because then once you were inside the arcade and your system was in place if you could just keep selling games that they they plugged into your existing board, you held that floor space. And owner-operators would be more likely to buy a new game that they could just pop in and refresh the old cabinet as opposed to changing out all your controls and all of your uh, boards and doing all that stuff. It's a lot easier just throw a new marquee bezel and uh, overlay on than it is to... to try to get a new footprint of a new machine in. So yeah. it was smart for these companies to try to do this. There Absolutely. was definitely financial uh, uh, benefits to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were plenty of conversion kits out there for, for, that were complete board swaps, but it's so much easier just to swap out a cartridge or a cassette uh, or a disc in some cases than it is taking out the entire board. That that, that much said, a, a lot of the big players still use full-size arcade boards. Some of the boards in these machines, I don't think people understand uh, the hardware in some of these arcade machines, and I'll use Primal Rage as an example. We owned a Primal Rage board, me and the Brent did, and this thing was the biggest, heaviest board I ever saw. Yeah. It was every bit of a couple foot by a couple foot, and it, weighed, it was heavy. It was, it was mounted on a big metal plate. You could these beat a man with it. Yeah, and <laughs> and th- with all sorts of crazy stuff coming off the wiring harness, it was, it was uh, not something that would be fun to fiddle with, and, that, and keeping in mind that not all arcade machines adhere to the JAMA standard, so a lot of arcade machines sort of had, did their own thing, which even further complicated the issue. So there was absolutely room for these cartridge-based uh, arcade systems to thrive in the 90s. With that said, Brent, I'm going to let you lead the dance today. Tell us, educate us, if you will, on what is the PGM?
1: Well... Uh- To know what a PGM is, it really helps to know what the Neo Geo is. Because uh, Polygame Master is an exact copy of what Neo Geo was doing in the arcade. Uh, Their their footprint was basically the same inside the machine. Their ideas were the same. A cartridge load system that you could just, in and out, real quick, change your games up. And really, even the hardware statistics, for the most part, were the same. if you're, in my opinion, if you're comparing hardware to hardware, you have almost the same thing, except for uh, a, a few alterations, which I'll get into later. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time with the hardware. Uh, the Polygame Master did have three renditions, but I'm mainly going to focus on the first one. It certainly had the most games released on it. Uh, it they, the PGM 2 had was shrunk down the game list considerably, and then the PGM 3... Uh, which was released only in 2012, so not even a decade ago, uh, was a single release game. So, in my opinion, not even not even worth discussing. Although that game was incredible. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm going to go straight to the games for the PGM. And when you're talking about games, there's a few things you have to accept if you are playing only PGM games. Okay, you are going to basically get four types of games you're going to get beat-em-ups you're going to get shooters you're going to get puzzle and you're going to get mahjong being a us-based show uh mahjong we can just throw out the window uh i know how to play it but it is not something that i'm going to play down into a digital form and it does you have to understand the pgm system didn't come to north america it was a Asian-based system, so the games uh, reflect that. And on top of that, it was mainly a Chinese-based system. Now, it did; it certainly was in uh, arcades in Japan and uh, uh, Taiwan and places like that. And this but came
0: I, out of Taiwan, didn't it, Brant? The yes. PGM, yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> so, it, it, but it needs to be the reason why there are so many Mahjong games is because that was the market that they were tailoring to. So with that in mind, I want to just go over some of the top games of each genre you can expect. Now, is the PGM going to beat the Neo Geo in sports games? No, there were none, or at least none uh, that I could find. <clears throat> Are they going to uh, beat the Neo Geo in in uh, amount of games. Absolutely not. The Neo Geo library is gargantuan, where the PGM library, you're setting at about 40 games. Now, I don't want you to think, though, that that means these games are just garbage games. They absolutely were not. Real quick, let's go into uh, probably the weakest showing, but still worthy of mention, the puzzle games of the PGM. They had some very unique puzzle games and one i want to highlight is puzzle star uh this is a this is a puzzle game like nothing i've ever played before instead of having blocks fall down from above you are presented with blocks that start on the screen and you push these blocks to the left and it they they move to the left fall down and then fill up a row and you have to try to match symbols or characters to get the row to disappear. And if you don't, whatever you put in that row is pushed up onto the playboard, and if you push your playboard past the top, of course you lose. Uh, This is an absolutely fantastic puzzle game. It is so unique, and I do not believe... Uh, the actual Puzzle Star game got ported to other games or to other systems. Yeah, I have never would heard of that one. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's incredibly fun. It's incredibly challenging. It's less about uh, beating the clock or something like that. It's more about planning your moves out because there are some stages where you have to move blocks to the bottom. Well, I mean, most of the stages. You have to move blocks to the bottom and then them come up before you can actually figure out the solution the puzzle. Very incredible game. And that's something that the the Polymaster really did. It really took a lot of chances on their puzzle games. And for me, Puzzle Star, by far the best game out there, uh, puzzle game out there. And that includes the Neo Geo. Neo Geo, of course, was not known for their puzzle games. I can't right off hand think of anything that the, uh, any puzzler that even comes close to Puzzle Star. So the second type of game I want to talk about is an absolute ripoff of the Neo Geo, and that is Demon Front. Demon Front is a run-and-gun game, and it is obviously inspired by Metal Slug. Now, is it better than Metal Slug? Is it, is it different enough to be its own game? Yes, I think it is uh metal slug replaces it's a run and gun game you pick between one and four characters and you run through the stages shooting your blasting your way enemies are are more uh uh, demon or monster themed also you can pick which stage you want to start on which is incredibly nice so you aren't getting that tedium over and over and over as you play. You can actually restart your game and play somewhere new, uh, which is always fun, in, in my opinion, in arcades. And, of course, four characters. Now, this was released in 2002, so Metal Slug had already started to do the multi-play, multi-character things. But here's the big difference. The characters are not just different-looking. They actually have different functions. And the reason why that is, is each of them have their own pets. Uh, And the pets can be used as a shield. They can be used as an attack. Uh, It's a unique twist on the game. And I enjoy it more than Metal Slug for that. Now, something that is a little controversial, maybe, is they did take all of the vehicles out of the game. There are no vehicles like there are in Metal Slug. and Metal Slug, that's sort of their thing. I mean, the tank is a Metal Slug. But the inclusion of the pets to allow different gameplay uh, experiences from the very beginning of the game, and it actually feels different. The pets are very unique. The weapons in this are very interesting. They're they're more elemental-based instead of just shooting and shooting faster, uh, like in Metal Slug. Don't get me wrong, Metal Slug's an incredible game. I enjoy I play it all the time. But this really allowed me to experience Metal Slug in a different light. And in my opinion, Demon Front is the best running gun on the PGM. Metal Slug is the best running gun on the Neo Geo. Which one is better? I think it's a it's a dead tie. I really do. <clears throat> so now we have to get into the meat of uh, what the PGM can bring to the table? They have the absolute best shoot 'em ups in the business. Uh, Cave, who is in just the absolute all star of uh, vertical shooters, came to the system and brought some incredible games. The main one I'm going to focus on, and I'm going to butcher the name of this, is uh shoe what makes a shoot 'em uh a shoot 'em up good vertical shooter. If and this, these are all bullet hells because th- that's what the Asians enjoy and I enjoy a good bullet hell too. You have to have unique weapons, stages, and mechanics. And this has all three in shining colors. Nothing on the Neo Geo can even come close to the, the uh, precision that Cave is known to develop. And it is on huge display in this game. First of all, you've got beautiful graphics. You've got incredible sound. And you have stage design that is made to challenge the player, keep them moving. This is a game that really gets your blood pumping. And it has the best scoring mechanic Of any shooter out there. Where most of these shooters... It's all about chaining kills together. And that's fine, right? You get those huge numbers. It's good fun. This game takes it and it says... The closer you are to an enemy... The bigger point value we're going to give you for it. And once you do that... You know, you can start chaining these things together... And if you shoot an enemy from more, from very far away, you get a chip with a 1 on it. If you shoot an enemy right up close to it, you get a 5 on it. And that scoring mechanic is really pushes the player to play out of their comfort zone. Plus, it's a bullet hell. So there are, you know, you have to learn the patterns. This isn't a game you're just going to pick up and play all the way through. It, you know, first time. You have to learn the patterns. You have to know what pixel on your ship is going to count as a death, and really for this game it's several pixels, it's not one little pixel like some of the shooters are. Uh, The guns in this game are very interesting, if you're a casual player, you can get lock-on guns, so you can just hold the button down and your guns will lock onto the enemies and that's, for a casual player that's great, that allows them to 100% focus on dodging around uh, the bullets that are coming at them However, for a skilled player, when you do that, it actually lowers your score. The longer you use that, the lower your score gets. So skilled players don't want to use that except you know for extreme circumstances. Uh, but it, it still allows for uh, inexperienced players to get in there and have some fun. Incredible design. You're not going to find anything even remotely close to that. Uh, on the Neo Geo. It's absolutely top of the line. And then, in my opinion, we go to what is the largest, uh, boon for the PGM. And that's beat ups Uh, the beat ups on the PGM are incredible. They, the standout for it is, of course, the Knights of Valor series. And it, it plays like, uh... The Dungeons & Dragons beat them up. You have a a huge cast of characters. In some of the games, in some of the Knights of Valor's games, I'm talking like 30 characters to pick from. It's insane. And each character has their own weapon. that has their own special moves. Uh, You have items in the game, so you can cycle through it like the Dungeons & Dragons game. And it does something. In fact a lot of these PGM games do something that the Neo Geo absolutely cannot do, and that is four-player simultaneous play. You cannot do that on a Neo Geo. It is not possible. It is a two-player system. They had... Neo Geo had one game that you could wire it together and play four players, and it was a disaster. This, the PGM system... Has a plug that goes into the side. Not only can you get two extra players from that, four four buttons, two sticks, but you can actually wire that to a completely separate cabinet. So you've got two screens, four sticks, and sets of buttons for
0: player. It's actually quite ingenious. If you see the, I mean, there's not much to it. It's very simple. It looks like it is just a breakaway cable. Yeah, you don't even need a whole new system. Yeah, it's just an extra cable that gives you. A, it's almost like it's almost like a second JAMA harness that pops out. I did see this piece of hardware. I mean, it's it's not like they reinvented the wheel. I I just go on the assumption that Neo Geo that SNK just wasn't interested in doing that. It, uh, it's and, very possible. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh,
1: something you have to understand though is the Knights of Valor game, and, and there are other games for the system too. Take this. Take this. Uh expansion and run with it so much so that you uh the pgm has a card system as well where you can save your characters on uh readable memory and of course that was a huge thing over the asian market never really made it to north america and and i don't think it it had much over in europe either but it was something they had over there their breakaway cable to add two players even added two additional card slots so you could have four players with four save cards all saving their characters and on on like Knights of Valor for example you can play it and you gain levels and then you save it to that card so the next time you come up to the machine, you
0: put your card in, your character might start at level 10 or level 13. Yeah. That's something it- that never really came to the States, That whole card saving thing. I mean, we, it's funny, me and you owned an NFL blitz machine that it got yes. converted and it had a card slot, but I mean there, you could count on one hand, the number of, of- games that had those cards so I said, no one ever... I never saw anybody use them ever in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's not...
1: It, it never got popular in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but I think mainly because owner-operators didn't want to deal with it. Because yeah. those are the ones... Over in Asia, a card will cost you like, I think, two bucks, U.S. Yeah. And... And then you've got it. You can play it. You know, some games, it even unlocks characters, but most of the time, it's just for saved memory. Yeah. But having the ability... To play these four-player beat-em-ups in the arcades on so I've seen some of these massive cabinets that they've got it on, is absolute genius. It really allows you to expand the fun. Uh and if you're playing, if you've got you know four people, <laughs> unless you want to take turns on some of the games for the Neo Geo, you're just out of luck. Whereas PGM really leaned into that and a lot of their games featured four player action and apparently it was very popular uh over in the Asian market where you 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 actually saw four player cabinets of Knights of Valor and some of these other games. So incredible system. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is the Neo Geo killer or it, you know, why have a Neo Geo when you can have this. If you are looking for beat em ups, if you are looking for shooters, uh if you are looking for some that can still do some of that run and gun and puzzle games, this is your choice because the the em ups and uh, uh, the shooters on the Neo Geo they simply pale in comparison. And Aaron, I'm going to let you get in here say whatever you want to say about PGM.
0: Well, I'm going to we'll hold off on on the tit for tat until after I go over mine, and we'll do it at the end of the show. So, Fair enough. There you go. Uh, well, I'll give you, give you credit, Brent. Uh, that was a very you went into some good detail there. I was wondering if you're going to remember about that wire harness, and so you did. Are I, you kidding I, I, me? You That's the know. most incredible part of the of yeah. the PGM it, for something so simple. It is something so that very good, very good, very uh, interesting uh, take on the PGM. I'll go ahead and get my get the ball rolling. I think a lot more people are familiar uh, with the Neo Geo uh, from SNK, and I will. I'll do. I do want to touch on some hardware just for a minute, just to fill people in because you weren't wrong. When you talked about how similar these systems are, so uh the, the uh, same thing they, they are. <laughs> the Poly Game Master uh, had a Motorola sixty eight thousand uh, running at twenty megahertz. It had a Z eighty sound processor. It had a a, a, a thirty two channel sound chip uh, in it, uh, and the uh, the Neo Geo had a Motorola sixty eight thousand running at twelve megahertz. And a Zilog running at four megahertz. So they had basically the same chip slower uh, yeah. than that one. Uh, so they were very similar. The sound on the uh, Neo Geo was a Yamaha chip. It's, they, had, they did have a different sound chip, but they were very similar. I don't think that was an accident. I think whenever the uh, I, people over at IGS, you know, you didn't mention this, but I thought I would. IGS, we actually had one of their products for years ago. And it, I believe it was one of our it was either one of our slot machines or whatever yeah, of our we pachinko had an machines. slot. They are they're more well known for making those uh I, those uh, slot machines. I think they also made pachinkos. I'm not 100% sure. I know they made slot machines and fruit machines. So, uh dipping their toe in the pool of arcade machines was not a foreign concept to them. This was well, in their wheelhouse. They, they also uh
1: had uh some gambling products for the PGM. Uh, I just didn't feel like they were worth going into because you know that's that's not what we're here for. Fair enough.
0: So let's talk about the Neo Geo. Uh, ag- again, this was a game a game system that was set up through SNK Corporation and was released uh, way back in uh, in Japan in April of ninety. This one did come to the states in uh, mass August twenty second, nineteen ninety. So this was right. They ca- they came in at the exact right moment. Uh, to uh, to be here for the resurgence, these things were pretty uh, uh, pretty popular in the states. You would see Neo Geo machines all over the place, and they were a great they were a great thing to have for someone who didn't want to fool with an arcade machine proper. Uh, these were very common to see in pizza places, for example, or uh, or stores that weren't arcades where they could they could. Uh, you know they can change up the titles month to month without having to go through a lot of rigmarole so they were very handy as was the as was the, the uh, pgm the same exact way but they didn't they just didn't have those in the states um the neo geo library dwarfs the uh P, the Brent's library now so we, we know that qu- quantity doesn't necessarily make up for quality but uh like Brent said, there's a lot of shortcomings that the neo Geo covered that 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 his machine just didn't do it i want and listen, a lot of these titles are well known, so I'm not gonna dwell on them but I mean, to give you a rough idea, you're talking there were hundred and fifty eight officially licensed neo Geo games uh and which is quite a few, and I'm not taking into account you've got of course you've got the two different sorts types of systems when it comes to the Neo Geo. Really, you've got th- you've got several different types of systems, but, but much like Brent's, I'm not going to dwell on these like these other ones. I mean, you've got like a, a Hyper Neo Geo 64, which was sort of like a jacked up version, which did, it much like uh, the uh, much like the PGM three, it just sort of died on the vine. It didn't be released that much for it. Uh, the Neo Geo also had a CD uh, system that was released to, in place of the cartridges, but most of the people in the arcades are going to have uh, the Neo Geo. Uh, that just had the single cartridge slot, or maybe the one that had the multiple cartridge slots. They're basically the same exact thing, which is one had multiple cartridge slots, and one had uh, a single... Th- I, I meant to ask you this, Britt. Did the PGM... Did you see anything where they had any sort of multi-cartridge system, or was it always just the one?
1: No, no. They were only a single cartridge system.
0: Right. I mean, it didn't matter that much. It just gave you a little bit of... Uh, it gave you a little bit of, uh, of uh, variety. A little bit v- of versatility, yeah. That's right. So... But it it also confused consumers. So When it comes to games, it's funny. I looked up to see what the number one best-selling Neo Geo game was. And according to Wiki, and of course, there you go. But according to Wiki, the best-selling game for the Neo Geo was Samurai Spirits. That's known in the States as Samurai Showdown. Uh, It sold 250,000 units of that cartridge. That's a pretty good chunk uh, of cartridges sold. Uh, and, of course, that's, that's one of the first games I ever played on the Neo Geo. Uh, that, uh, the NOM game was one I saw quite a bit that on those. Uh, and uh, the, uh, there were plenty of others. Because one thing the Neo Geo had, was, uh, since it was so easy to swap out cartridges, people took advantage of that. And there were a lot of different cartridges. So I did get to play quite a few of these before this ever came to emulation. Uh, <clears throat> of course, everyone knows that the Neo Geo had a home system. That no one on earth could afford, including <laughs> yeah. me and the Brent. In fact, we didn't even have any. I mean, by the, of course I was on my own by the time the Neo Geo came out. But uh, you know, and I'd heard that you could buy one of these, but no one had. one. I knew nobody that had one of these things at home, so that wasn't I mean, it was really basically an buying an arcade machine. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. So just I'm just gonna go over some highlight games. I'm not gonna go into depth like you did because your games are less well known uh, uh, than than what I will be talking about. But I mean. Let me just go over some of the series. I'm not going to go into the individual games. You've got your Art of Fighting series. You've got your Fatal Fury series. You've got your Samurai Showdown series. These are all huge series. Then you've got the Big Dog, the King of Fighters series that had all those iterations. Uh, they're still sort of kind of releasing those today, and it's to a certain degree, uh, not on the Neo Geo. Uh, you had your World Heroes series, which I was uh, a big fan of. You had the Metal Slugs, and you mentioned... The competitor for the Metal Slug. A lot of the games on on the PGM were basically sort of cloney games that they sort of got off of the Neo Geo, which is understandable. No, I don't agree with that. Well, no. I mean, you got to admit I that mean, that game is is a, a Demon a, Front it's, is absolutely a, a Metal talking, Slug clone. It's a it's a, but I'm saying it's a loving tribute to Metal Slug. No, it's, it's a cl- it, it,
1: it's it's yeah. their own spin, but it's it's very clone. Right, yeah. right, but There's I mean. That. It's
0: funny because I've never been a big fan of that series, but I know it's incredibly popular. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I mean, I'll, I'll acknowledge it. It's not my bag personally. It, 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 you know. uh, we also had uh, the Neo Geo had, was, and you mentioned this. It, it had something that the PGM didn't have, which is fighting, uh, which is a sports games, and yep. it had good sports games. Yes, it I did. mean, I could just drop the mic and just say Neo Turf Masters, and just walk away. That's the Well, uh, I mean,
1: if all you wanted to play
0: was a golf game. But I'm sure. saying it's the unparalleled master when it comes to golf games and sports games. I'm, I mean, when people, when you say, hey, what's your favorite sports title across the board? That one's going to be in the conversation. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It also had for golf games. Yeah. Yeah. it, Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it also had uh, uh, you also had your uh, soccer games that were pretty good. Your super sidekicks, that sort of thing. Uh, you also had your wind jammers, which I guess you could sort of consider that a sports game. People, A lot of people really like that game. It also had the great baseball game uh, that we, what's the name of that game, Brand? Help me out here. The one we always 2020? play. Yeah. Great game. They had uh, a lot of baseball stars too. That's what I'm thinking of. Great game. All kinds of great sports titles that you're not going to get. Now, I will say, uh, and I, you know, it's funny. I was listening to you say this and I was like, I'm going to get him, but I can't, uh, your machine has some great shooters. I mean, there's no doubt oh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah, not saying <clears> the <throat> Neo Geo has some good shooters. I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and, and including, like, in fact, we owned a, 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 a one of these shooters back in the day. Uh, we uh, The Aero Fighters 2, I believe, is the one we had, but the Aero Fighter series, pretty popular uh, series. Very uh, Western. It is. Also, uh, Pulse Star is good. Viewpoints, a very unique uh, uh, shooting. But I mean, I will say when you look at those cave shooters, cave shooters, they're good. I mean, if that's your bag, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're well-crafted, you know, they're Pachi two and all is that they're, they're top shelf games. So I, I will concede man that there, I don't think there's a shooter on the Neo Geo that's in the same, uh, stra- stratosphere as those games. I, I, agree. I, I can't, I can't deny that. Uh, you said there weren't that many puzzle games. I, I will disagree with you on that, and I'm just gonna listen. Puzzle bobbles on here, magical drops on here. Those are pretty popular games. Uh, you know, I don't like them, <laughs> but people do like them. But course, I mean, there's, all, also,
1: there's also there's all a the games from Man. the Neo Geo are are, are ga- puzzle games you can find
0: somewhere else. I'm not. Yeah, you're not wrong, but I'm just saying there there are some good games. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got one of these, it's all about what games you can play, not where else yeah, you can play them. I right? agree. No, but let's go to, to the main event. If you've got a Neo Geo, if you're a Neo Geo fan like like I am, it all comes down to the. I mean, for me, it comes down to the fighting games, man. Uh, you've got the Samurai Showdown series. Like I said, Samurai Showdown Two is one of the all time great fighting games. It just is. There's no and, and there's no one that can that can deny it. The uh, King of Fighters series, I'm not saying every one of them is gold, but there are several... I mean, because there's so many, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to say, well, King of Fighters uh, 93 was great, but King of Fighters, they're all pretty good, and there are some outstanding titles in there. I would... Like, I think King of Fighters 97 is probably right up there at the top of the heap as a a great game. Listen, me and you both, you can't deny it, we both love the World Heroes series. We played that a lot. That's a fun series. So when it comes... When it comes to fighting games, because I pl- I wouldn't played some of the fighting games on the PGM, they're just I'm not saying they're bad, they're just real generic. I mean, I didn't that didn't do anything for me. Did you go through and try any of those?
1: Yeah the the standout in my opinion, uh, for the PGM and fighting games is a series called uh, The Killing Blade. Yeah, and it is something yeah. that kind of parallels what they were going for in the later Samurai Showdowns where it's all weapon fighters, and the the weapons that the people have are sometimes you know extreme, and and just like Neo, you had the guy with the big column that he he would yeah. swing around it, those type of extremes. So, uh, do I think the Killing Blade is better than Samurai Showdown? No, yeah, no, no, I don't. Yeah, Uh, but I do think that if you want a system that has some fighting games then the PGM has you covered. Not yeah. all of them are good, but some of them are above average. Right, um, right. And, and in my opinion, and this is just me speaking on my own preferences, Neo Geo fighters are in the B class, and your games, your street fighters, um, or your... Uh, 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 Help me out here, Aaron. The monster ones. No, I want it um, uh monsters? No, no, no. Where you've got uh uh Morgana and Frankenstein. Oh, Dark Stalkers. I God, I don't know why I could not think of that for I kept on thinking Demon Souls. I know old. that's not that's right. Why. You're getting old. Uh, uh but I, I think of those uh, uh as an upper echelon of fighting games. Your Capcom is what you're saying.
0: I'm a big Capcom fan, yeah. Now you know, I will say you've got uh, Street Fighter is an option on the Neo Geo. There, you well, know, there are, King of there are... Fighters is an op- option for the PGM. So there okay, you go. So, well, I'm just saying that you could actually play the Street Fighter Versus series. There, are, there are some that were released on here. So and you can that... play
1: King of Fighters '98 Ultimate Match Hero
0: on the PGM too. Yeah, that is wacky. That they, that is funny that they did that. Of course, hey, they were making money, right? I mean, ultimately, uh, uh. The the Neo Geo gave gave arcade owners the flexibility of a, of a swappable cartridge based arcade machine, and they and with a variety that can't be matched. And I think that was the strength of the Neo Geo. Was it cheap? No. In fact, I would wager. And I I, I tried to find prices on what the PGM stuff was going for. I couldn't find it. I mean, I couldn't at the time, no. I know what it's going for now, and it's a lot. But at the time. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find what these real games were released for. And I know. I know for a fact that the uh, the uh, Neo Geo games were very expensive, but you, they were earners. You, you saw these super these uh, Neo Geos all over the place in the states. So that tells you these were earners. That's all yeah. there is to it. They they made they made money, and with the, with they released a good variety of stuff that, that and they and and it worked out. And I will say, this, a lot of stuff they released was a lot more stuff that's more uh, U.S. centric, like things that would get over here. If you look at a lot of stuff on, on your machine, and we'll get to it in a minute, but it, they release some stuff that I've never seen in the States before, and we'll talk about that uh, in, here in a little bit. But just a variety of games, it couldn't be beat on Neo Geo. Uh, again, so the Neo Geo also had the memory card thing, and in fact, in the States, they would, the machines would have that memory card uh, game And no but one were, ever used it. Yeah. Also, something I want to talk about is the aesthetic and the, and the uh, beauty of a Neo Geo arcade machine. That, I mean, you saw them coming a mile away. They were bright red. They had that art on the side. They had a nice four-button layout on them, really easy to understand. They had the instructions written up there so you could understand how to switch between games if that was an option. Uh, they did a good job of making the machine approachable and easily identifiable, and I think that is something that helped them out as well. Uh, you could, You always knew where they were at. And you always knew what they were when you got there. And generally, most arcade owners would do a good job of, of swapping cards in and out. Now, not always. You would always come across some one of these machines that still had that Nam game in it that was one of the first games released. And they may, have, you know what I'm saying? And they may have something, you know, some weird robo army or something stuck in there. But for the most part, you got a good variety. In fact, sometimes you were sad. When the game you were playing got swapped out, but that was just part of it. But it kept it fresh. It was a great alternative. I mean, when you look at these, uh, if if I'm an arcade owner, I've got to have at least one Neo Geo machine in my arcade. And pretty much every arcade I went to back in this era had at least one of these machines. They uh they were quality. I don't they, they didn't break down that much. They almost you hardly ever saw a Neo Geo CAD that that was broken down. You know, because they 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 were built they were built well. They're still in demand today. Now there was a time, Brent, where we could have bought Neo Geo car, uh, cabinets till the cows come home for a hundred hundred bucks. You know, hundred two hundred bucks. Those days are over. Uh, the hardware inside of alone will go for well over that, and the cabinet itself will go for extra money. You're probably talking eight nine hundred bucks minimum now to get get uh get in on one of these things. But uh, a quality machine with a with a with a good variety of titles. And also, I want to say that uh, um, I think. This battle, because we didn't pick this battle, this was a user-submitted battle. This battle is, this is a lot like the, uh, the Game Boy Color versus Neo Geo Pocket battle we had. I mean, clearly there was a winner and a loser in this battle, but I don't think, so I don't think if you look at it from that angle of the battle, that's that's fair. But I think uh, if we look at these on, based on, on what they offered, I think there's a there. I think it's a little more comparable because they're so similar and I just think one just didn't have the amount of titles that the other one did. Let, you know, since we're going down this road, let's go ahead and get back into the let's get back into the tip for Tad on these and the comparison Brent. How do you how do you think these these two machines stack up in your mind? I think if you are looking for an overall
1: system that you can play a plethora of games on, I mean, no doubt you're going to go Neo Geo, right? Uh, Because it just offers more variety. And even though I feel the PGM does some things better than the Neo Geo, it definitely offers more. Now, with that said, if you are looking for a system where you are mainly interested in uh, beat-em-ups, or you are mainly interested in shooters or you're mainly interested in puzzle games, and you want flavors of these other things in there, right? Uh, The PGM system is unmatched, because their beat-em-ups, there is no system out there that allows you access to uh, the amount and the quality of beat-em-ups that PGM put out. Whereas Neo Geo, undoubtedly they're the fighting game master. I mean, outside of literally Capcom and Midway, Neo Geo is, is the third most, you know, fighting system or company out there. Yeah. But if you are looking for, and sports games, because PGM had virtually none, you know? So if you're going to, if you were like, man, I can't wait to get into all these sports games. Neo Geo is undoubtedly your, your, your choice of the two systems but shooters uh, uh vertical shooters i'm talking bullet hells pgm and i'm not talking about just pgm versus neo geo i'm talking about systems you know there are no other systems out there arcade systems that have better bullet hell shooters than pgm i think that and they have enough other things they have enough of these one shots, or and th- their fighting games are okay. They're not great, but they're okay. So and they're all pretty, uh, and some of them have incredible mechanics. Uh, I was watching a skills video for a Killing Blade, and the combo system in that thing is off the charts. You, if you're skilled enough, you really. Uh, can go in there and get some work done. That one's definitely the, the pick of the litter.
0: Yeah, I would player. say yeah. so. Yeah.
1: I would say so. You you have a focus on beat-em-ups and shooters, and then it sprinkles in some quality puzzle games and some adequate fighting games. That is what PGM is. And if that's what you're looking for, then this is your choice. You're not going to go Neo Geo. You're going to go PGM.
0: You know, it's funny. I will say this, because... When I when we first started this thing I was like oh, I'm gonna drop the hammer I mean it's obvious that the neo Geo's, is has got a lot more going on but that an overall said, better system the yes. PGM does t- they actually excel in areas and uh, keep now keep in mind you're talking two or three titles but I mean they excel in areas where the neo Geo isn't well done it doesn't no, have I'm, a lot of oh, and it's it, more it, than it, two or three titles well no but what I I mean, I'm saying cave, is
1: cave has like four or five shooters on, on the PGM, and then there are other shooters too. Right. So but, you're not limited to one or two games. You've got you know five or six games of each. But pipe the Tiffany top
0: ones, you're talking two or three great ones, is what I'm saying. And, and versus Neo, Geo. the Neo I don't Geo, agree with that. the Neo Geo, I would not say. I think their shoot 'em up library's okay. All right, it's got it's some very good, Western. It's got some good titles in there. But one thing the Neo Geo doesn't do that well, in my opinion, is beat-em-ups. I mean, if you look at the list yeah. of beat-em-ups, you're talking stuff like Burning Fight, Robo Army, and the, and the and, uh, Sengoku stuff. The Sengokus are okay. Uh, but the other ones aren't the best, okay? And I will say, me and my son have played through most of the, of the, uh, uh, of the fighting games on the PGM, the big The ones. Knights of Valor series. Knights of Valor, the yeah. Oriental one. And, and they are, they're not, listen, there, are they the best thing I ever played? No, but they're better than the, probably the best stuff I've played beat up, beat them up wise on the Neo Geo, yeah. you know, and we, and there are tons of them. Now, a lot of the, a lot of them are variants of themselves or just to add extra players or whatnot, but there's still, there's still Knights of valors that's a big series. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's fun. And so, I'm, I mean, you've got to give the nod on that. I mean, it's probably better than anything that's on the Neo Geo beat em up wise. Much like the shooters, if you took the best shooters off both systems, the PGM's gonna have the best shooters. Yeah. So if you look at it that way, that's a big win for a system that only had I mean, realistically, you said 40, but I mean when you narrow it down, you're talking about about around twenty-seven games. Oh going no, to be it's in.
1: about it's about
0: if you take all the bootlegs out in the mahjong. it's and, about and,
1: thirty-five yeah, actual and the games. variance.
0: So you're not there's yeah. not like a crap load of games there. But I mean hey if you're going to do something be the best right I mean yeah well it can't compete with the Neo Geo and everything and I I wonder if that was by design uh, that where they said okay we could here's where we could get ahead I mean you're right from a hardware perspective it actually is superior in terms of what's on the board uh, but you know it's a, it's ne- a superior machine. It, yeah it came out a little bit later and it's it's they put you know they put better stuff on it but I mean it's not like it's it's not like a huge difference could could the Neo Geo have pulled off these cave games? Probably, I'd say they probably could have. Yeah, I agree. You know, uh, but uh, uh, it doesn't mean it just. But they didn't, you know, and they, and PGM did. They had cave, and their cave's a big get, you know. So you got to give them that. Uh, it's funny. Neither one of these machines are 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 really do a whole lot in the realm of racing. I mean, yeah. uh, Neo Neo Drift Out probably is the only title. Or, or did the PGM have it any racing games that you saw? If it did, I did not play them. It's funny how these uh, here we've got all these titles, especially on Neo Geo, and, and and that's a glaring deficiency. I don't know if that was a big deal back then, or they didn't have the hardware to pull it off. So who knows? Uh, of course, clearly the Neo Geo has the has the edge on pretty much everything else. Uh, I I didn't play that that puzzle title, so I'm going to defer to you on that. But I mean, that the Neo Geo has plenty of, of very popular, well known puzzle games. So it's not like, even stuff like even some classic arcades. I'm like a Neo. Uh, Neo Mister Do is an interesting game too. If you're into that sort of thing, I always like that. It's not a puzzle game, but it's an interesting look. And on that, on the Mister Do uh, franchise, you've also got your horse race and stuff that you don't get that much of anywhere. So they've got some oddball stuff on here as well.
1: And sure, and PGM does as well. They had they have their gambling games, and they've got uh, a lot of bar top games. Yeah, like uh, you know, find the differences in the photos or uh puzzle boxes where you you move the tiles around. It, so both <laughs> I think both ga- both systems have their quirkiness, plenty of quirkiness out there.
0: Yeah. Now let me ask you this is as we're winding this down. How do you think these machines stack up to something like the CPS2 that came out a little later from Capcom uh in terms of its library. I mean, you're talking cream of the crop fighting games on that as well. Plus you're that that was sort of the next generation of these machines if you think about it. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I I have an I have an obvious bias towards
1: the Capcom games. Yeah. Um but they the CPS2, I mean, it did have other games besides fighting games in that system. Yeah. Um do I think there was enough other things to put it above Neo Geo? Probably not. Uh, because of the Neo Geo's library, I mean, you there's like what 160 games, 157, I believe is what it was. So, and, and like 90 of those, uh, 80 of those are very playable games, and then the rest are either garbage or upgrades of something that if you're going to play something, just play the latest version, right? So, that's a lot more variety than CPS 2 gives you but the quality of cps stuff man it's all so top notch yeah I, I would be hard pressed i'd be i would probably go cps too
0: but it would i would struggle with the choice did you did you happen to look up what these are what these boards are going for now uh on the piece the pgs can you even get these can you you get can in the um i i found them on
1: other sites instead of ebay yeah uh and of course all that
0: kind of stuff is is like flaky, I'm looking. Right? I'm looking right now. Uh The you can get a PGM the for about just, seventy bucks. Yeah, and, and it's funny the, the Neo Geo is not a whole lot more. You're looking at about one hundred twenty five bucks. What they get you because really, there's not much to these, you know. Yeah, they at just
1: it, a place to plug in your where they your get stuff. you on
0: these. If you wanted to buy one of these now, is the is the game cartridges now? Neo Geo has such a vast library. You can get some of the game cartridge. Uh, for a pretty decent price. I mean, if you, depending on what you're looking for, I mean, if you're looking for something like an art of fighting or one of these lesser-known titles, you're probably going to pay $50, 60 bucks. You know, if you're looking for some of the classic titles, the big dogs, the stuff that's or the stuff that's rare, you're going to be paying literally thousands of dollars. And I've yeah. heard that the PGM titles, a lot of the the more sought-after ones, are very, very expensive. Yeah. So, it,
1: it, the for example, uh, the King of Fighters game for the PGM, which is actually for the PGM two, yeah, is going for about five hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but
1: your normal cartridges, uh, even some of your your more well known games, your Knights of Valor types things, are going for from the sixty to eighty dollar range.
0: Yeah. Which I mean, if you think about it, you could get in on that. I can see why people collect for it. It it yeah. would be for both these systems. It'd be fun to have one and collect for them. They're and they're the right size where you could consoleize them pretty easily. You know, oh, yeah. it'd be a real easy trick to 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 just have, make a super gun or something. Use slap it. a super gun on it and you're done. Yeah. But ultimately, if you're going to try, this is not the kind of machine either. One of these, even with the limited titles in the PGM, it's not the kind of machine where you're going to try to go out and get them all like Pokemon style, but unless no. you've got the big money. Yes. You know. So yeah. I'd like to ask the people, if you, uh, people watching this or or listening, uh, tell us what your thoughts. I'd like to hear if you've got any personal thoughts on using a PGM. We've got a lot of uh, listeners from overseas. If you've ever seen one of these in the arcade and tried it out, I, I don't know. Did you did you find out Brit, if these things, the PGMs, had their own sort of personalized co- uh, arcade machine like the Neo Geo? I never saw anyone that had an arcade machine. I just always saw the bare board.
1: Yeah, I, I think these were a lot like the Neo Geo cabinets where they came in, like, a standard uh, cab
0: that they you could just slap it in. Um, Do you know what it, did it look like? Did it have its own flavor, you know, like the SNF, the SNK uh, machine did?
1: I don't believe I look, so.
0: I looked. I never saw one. I, I looked yeah. all over the place and you would try to find one. And well, the only thing I ever find is the little red board, not the actual machine.
1: Right. Well, hey, you know the... Um, Oh shoot! They have a name, the Asian White arcade machine.
0: Yeah, I know exactly. That, what that's kind it. of the,
1: the the standard for over there. That's the only thing I ever saw it put into.
0: Uh, I see. Okay. Well, fair enough then. Well, with all that said, please uh, we appreciate your thoughts and comments. Let us know. And by the way, let us know who do you think won. I mean, I will say this is a lot like the Atari ST versus Amiga uh, show we did, Brent. Where you think there's going to be I dominated that much? No, no. Listen, we try to be realistic on this show, okay? Yeah. I mean, the Neo Geo is the the man, all right? It's the man. But for a little console that I never heard of, for a little, you know, arcade board, I should say, uh, this thing brought things, unique things to the table. I can't deny it. I'm not a liar. I got to call it like it is, man. And, you know, when you've got Cave working on your machine, those guys know what they're doing. Uh, and when you've got uh, a, a decent little library for what you've got, uh, I think it's a unique, a unique element, a unique aspect to the machine. And by the way, having only forty titles for your arcade swapper, listen, there were plenty that had far, far fewer oh, that yes. tried the same uh, uh, gimmick. So, and and the fact that they released three of these tells me that this thing was successful enough. That they made a few buckaroos on it, it was.
1: It was actually. It was actually successful over in Asian arcades. And there you um, go. You know, I,
0: I think. I think it's a, a unique footnote in the arcade scene, my friend. Uh, and with that in mind, let's head right over to the wheel. Here we go. Now, Brent, This week we played so much Neo Geo. We played so much PGM that I got in the mood for some fighting. So I put fight fight on here. We'll pick a fighting game if we get that one. The Retro Rewind piece this week, your favorite, Brent. It's the Commodore CDTV. It's back. It's back for more.
1: <laughs> oh, no. We got a loaded
0: wheel here, Brent. Do you have do you see anything on here that looks enticing to you? Uh, man,
1: uh, some of those old pieces scare me. So we'll have to see what we get.
0: After this week, I'm scared of nothing because I'd never heard of the PC. I'd never heard of this thing until this week. It was fun to learn about it and play some of the games, too. And I didn't realize I'd already played a bunch. (laughs) So here we go. Uh, Round and round she goes. The big winner is... What do we get here? Fishing games. Fishing games, Brent. Now that is interesting. This was a, a piece suggestion... From uh, Matthew Perone and Olaf Hope, it was a double. Brent, that doesn't happen that often. Do you have a thought on some fishing games? I mean, there are some out there. Oh yeah, um,
1: I, I know my my personal favorite is Unemulatable. So I'm going to have to. Did I ask see what, see what that I is? Can find?
0: Huh? What What is your personal favorite?
1: I believe it's the Big Bass series from Sega, the arcade games. Yeah, but with the actual reel that you pull and get to set the hook and reel it in the
0: arcade one. Oh, i see yeah there's some really fancy arcade fishing games now yeah. this i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i don't think i've hardly ever played any fishing games uh now we're i already gonna, know what i'm picking by the way now let me ask you you can fish in a lot of games okay no no, no. But we're not doing that right just it has to be something that's solely for fishing it has to be fish
1: themed not okay. something where you can fish.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. So there's the ground rules. Any system, arcade, home, we can do it all, right? As long as it's a, so, as long as it's something you can play today. That's a fishing base, right? That's the rules. What do you mean play today? I mean, we. if, if I can play, if it's in the arcade, it's still in play, right? If we want to do an arcade game.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess.
0: Okay, very good. Fair enough, fair enough. So, and we want to thank uh, Matthew Perrone and all of Hope for suggesting fishing games. That should be a lot of fun. So please, check us out next week. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we had a good time with this one, just because it was so foreign to us. No pun intended. It's just that going out at, at the fi- I love finding new systems uh, yes. and trying them out. And this was one that has really been one that I didn't know anything about. So that it made it a lot more fun. Any parting thoughts, the Brent? Uh, I guess next week it's going to be a nice day for fishing. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, good one. That was your parting thought. Holy cow! You were fishing for compliments after that one. We'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, have a good one. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Hello to our YouTube subscribers and our
1: Twitch followers. A special thank you to Duncan Styles for our vector graphics and partbit for an amazing closing theme. Want to help keep ARG spinning for as little as a dollar a month? You can do so at our new Patreon at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Graham W. Vetke Rollo Olaf Hope Anthony Jarvis Terry Howard Gary Heather John Schaller The Solo Norris, Frodo NL Steve Rathmussen Bernhard Lucas Chris Fold Mitsuyama Jason Warren, Rob Flack O'Hara Andy Craig Dave Velociraptor Retro Algae Hermsky John Dykeman, Jerry Dennington, Z9K9, and Mr. B. Don't want to explain another credit card bill? That's okay too. You can help us out by leaving us a positive review on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Have an idea for a wheel piece? Email it to us at argpresents at mail.com. We film live every Sunday, 10 a.m. EDT on Twitch.